you want to explain coupons, what they are. We were talking about Yeah, ideas. might as well. I mean, you're just a font of uh, great ideas. No, no. I mean, I'm, and, yeah, uh, DMA is treading water. I came up with one or two ideas, <laughs> and then I just come up with variations on them. I'm like, what if the same thing? Hey, we're here to talk about my ideas, not yours. I know, but what if the box for Captain Crunch was upside down? I think you've purposely accidentally done that. Anyways, bombs. what they are is, okay, you know when you're eating your salad? Oh, yeah, I know that. You're like starting to eat it, and then you're like, the salad is like dry. I wish there was something to like moisten it up a little bit, but... Yeah. Nobody wants to go to the fridge to get salad dressing out of the fridge, open up the bottle, put it on the salad. And croutons. And you don't want to go to the cupboard to get croutons. Or you don't want to bake a piece of stale bread and just make a crouton. takes all of that stuff and puts it into one action. It's like a crouton. But wait a minute. Aren't croutons and salad dressing very expensive, Jake? No, this is really cheap stuff. Oh, good. I mean, it's made with the finest ingredients. It's a crouton with the salad dressing inside it. With each bite, you're getting a little bit of salad dressing. This is kind of inspired by Oops All Berry. It's like an Oops All Berries berry. But, you know, we add colors to it to make it look like a crouton and then inside it it's got ranch or, or caesar or something yeah yeah and then you could just eat them straight out the box too if you're getting crazy if you're dining with the queen or something you could make like a pie with them stuff like that it's a great idea when i think about the crew bomb i always kind of pictured it as you know like combos oh uh, yeah if yeah. you leave them too long the stuff on the inside is going to start to be like combo consistency hey, here's the recipe by the way you take some crew bombs you start with oops all crew bombs so you just pour a bunch of crew bombs into a bowl right then you take all the ingredients that you would put in a salad, put it in a blender, blend it up, make a nice little <laughs> smoothie out of it. Oh, it's like and, a boba tea. Well, no, it's more like a bowl of cereal, but the cereal is crew bombs <laughs> and the milk is smoothie, solid milk. Honestly, that's a million dollar idea. You should be sitting on a pile of money right now for coming up with that idea. I'm glad you I said it because saying it out loud makes it yours forever. No one can steal it from exactly. you. Exactly. Okay, you want to start? Yeah, man. <laughs> Welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast and it's where we rank everything. And I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other since high school. Once, after we both returned home from short stints in college. If I recall correctly, you dropped out to find enlightenment in India and I was expelled for hacking into the school's computer system. Yeah, that sounds like us. Anyway... Back at home, we started a tech company in our garage. We got a computer, wore dunce caps on our heads, and fed torn out encyclopedia pages into the scanner. As we were doing this, the garage was struck by lightning, and from the printer emerged a ranked list of everything. It was shrouded in an eerie mist. That's how computers work. We memorized the list, but just as we finished, a cyborg motorcycle gang. Some real dreadnought-looking motherfuckers. Burst into the garage, and one of them... I think it was Buzzer, or maybe Ripper. Tore the list from our grasp. He shoved it in his mouth and then ate it. Then they peeled out so hard that the screeching sound pierced our brains, erasing the list from our memories. We can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, with help from our guests and listeners like you, uh, we'll gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 107 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and QAnon at the bottom. Crows and the sea are in the middle of the list. I'd like to say it's weird that it's not that unusual that Dolly Parton has maintained her spot at the top or that QAnon has maintained their spot at the bottom for so long. But I think it's strange that crows in the sea have had a real long reign in the middle of the list. Sometimes it'll shift to be something else adjacent to those, but I've noticed that too. Isn't that, that kind of strange quite, that, quite that, that, that that happens? I guess that means we're adding things on the top half and the bottom half at equal pace. Um, yeah, okay, so anyways, so, oh, so, listener, sorry, if you want to so, play along right now, you could go to everydamthing.net to look at the complete list, or you could also just find it in your show notes if you want to look at whatever device you're listening on. Eventually this, the show right, notes are right going right to be so long that we won't be able to put yeah, the Yeah, I think whole pretty soon we might it. have to start putting like the top 25 and the bottom 25 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Just the even numbers. Yeah. Um, and Oops, all number five. 
<laughs> I don't know what number five is. I just it, it's probably Jessica Rabbit, I imagine. Jessica Rabbit's much lower. Number five is Cher. Oh yeah. yeah. So we don't have any guests this week. But we have you. But we have you, the listener, who's like in our hearts at all the time. Do you want to get to the first item? Yeah. So yeah. the first item I'm, at the I'm top of the submissions it. queue was submitted by James S. And it's Steve Jobs, the entrepreneur technologist. Let's do it. I didn't research Steve Jobs a lot, but I have. I'm using an Apple computer. Yeah. Right. I'm not. I've used Apple computers for years in the past. Like my friend had an Apple II. Schools used to have Apple II sometimes. And, you know, you yeah. play number munchers or whatnot. Yeah, on I feel it. like and, Apple uh, supplied a lot of computers. Probably all types they, of computers. That's always been their too. thing is they would give discounts to, to colleges and stuff for, for Macs yeah. back in the day. And I remember Steve Jobs left Apple and he went and he founded this computer company called Next Yeah. at one point. And they were like network terminals. So it was like kind oh. of like the equivalent of like a what would now be something like a Chromebook, I think. It was right. like it was distributed. I, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but my a sister's Chromebook college no had cloud, Like a Chromebook with a local network, I suppose, right? Yeah, and the guy, like Steve Jobs, had he had dropped out of the school my sister went to. So he, right, yeah, read. he donated a bunch, or there was some kind of connection between him and the school, and he donated a bunch of these computers that I don't think anyone else was buying. Like, they must have just had a big, I mean, his a whole big warehouse full of them. philosophy was to get as many computers to as many people as possible. Like, he had a vision really early on of, like... Of the personal computer? Of as the a, personal as a computer and, and introducing computers. You know, he, he saw that everybody, some point in the future, not in a big rush, yeah. but at some point in the future, everybody was going to have a computer, and he, bit by bit, uh, helped build that well, world yeah it's kind of funny some things we kind of take for granted like if you look at old marketing for computers they'll say like it's really good it you can keep all your recipes on it yeah computers were pretty expensive and the uses for them weren't that great until you got to like you know spreadsheets and yeah. you know th there's certain things yeah. where you could they could kind of justify themselves and games of course are probably the main thing right yeah i'm sorry i kind of gotten off topic so it's a pretty big subject and we could have done there's the biographies yeah of yeah the man i mean and, and he's and had a major yeah. impact on society but has, on the world. has he personally i was thinking about this. It's a, let's it's say a if good he question. didn't exist yeah would someone else have done the same things that he did i feel like, like we would have got there eventually but i do feel like it's tricky because he's such a salesman of himself and, he, and he's yeah, so yeah. good at creating the story of, around himself and around apple that like it's it's hard for me to even get out of my head the idea that his like singular vision wouldn't have pushed the world in the direction that it's in in terms yeah, of like weird, everybody having a computer like the, in their pocket the, the, essentially just thinking about just like having an ipod that's why they're called podcasts also like there were smartphones but like if you remember what a smartphone was before you know if you ever use like a blackberry or something it's a different yeah, thing yeah, and like it's a, a, a and it kind of is like a mismatch of a thing. And I, I have an Android phone now, but I've used Apple products, like, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and, it, and it's, again, it's like, I don't know if you want to put it all on one person, but the, the company kind of reflected the stuff. Like, for example, Apple used to have a bunch of models when he came back to Apple, like in the 90s. And he's like, no, we're going to make four computers. We yeah. make a professional laptop, a home laptop, professional desktop and a home desktop. And that's it. Yeah. Right. And instead of all these different things. And so basically, like Apple tells the customer what they want and it and it like doesn't they're not always right or right. you know it doesn't always work but i kind of think that that's a good way of doing it i mean it, it's good that there is a company that does this because they set a standard and then other people have to compete against them and then that kind of creates a, a whole world for them to live yeah, in yeah but they define the boundaries a little bit too much but maybe that's good, you know. But they, you mean like how you can't have pornography they, in the yeah? They in dictate the, the boundaries or... of what you can do. They regulate more of the apps that go on their products yeah. and whatnot. I was but, so yeah, so it's, like so it's less of like a wild a jungle and more of a zoo, right? Right. And also yeah, they exactly. control and they take a cut of everything. I don't know. It's yeah. They're kind of a, a somewhat sinister company, but in a way, I don't see them as that as as much as some of the other tech companies because you know most of the other tech companies are offering you something that you don't pay for, and then you kind of are you're the product. They're right, tracking yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. they're selling you and whatnot. Whereas with Apple, their things are a little more expensive, yeah. but you're paying for the thing. And the thing actually is 
you're not also subsidizing some other operation. You're not the product. Yeah. As much. Yeah, yeah as much. I'm sure you still are in a way because yeah. they're charging people for access to you to put their stuff on iTunes yeah. or to put their app on there, you know. So, and they, they also yeah, have like still... other sort of questionable practices. I think it's interesting. Again, this goes to like the story building, like that you see them as better than most tech companies. And maybe they are, you know, or a lot of the other big tech companies. Yeah, maybe yeah, they yeah. are, but exactly. like Whereas, also they like... make a big point and they have since their beginning to sell the story of their political worldview, even if it's like ill-defined is in the center of how they sell themselves to people. Not not as much their their products, but also... Yeah, it's like there's a whole legend. It's like they're made in a garage. but And, and it comes from that guy. I mean, it yeah, comes from yeah, Steve totally, Jobs. Totally. Um, and, and it's and that's that's a reflection. But then, then you think, like, wasn't it inevitable, like, from 50 years ago, that eventually we were going to all have computers in our pockets and walk around with them? And, like, yeah, yeah maybe it's not it like that taken idea a while. wasn't, like, in the culture anyways, the idea that there would be computers yeah. everywhere doing things But, for but it's like, yeah, somebody actually... Like, but he saw the path you know, to get there. He saw how to get from the world that existed to the world that was in science fiction. And there was a meeting where they were they would say like, okay, what are we going to do for this year? And he would say like, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. I don't know. So, and they would yeah, say we can't he, he and he would say like... And personally, he wasn't the greatest you. dude, right? Like he was rude, selfish. A couple of things. Like I have general knowledge about him. Today I watched a pretty good documentary about him, um, which I will uh-huh. link to in the show notes. But the other thing is that there's a... I mean, he's a Bay Area guy, so he's got... A local connection here. Um, my wife, this is anecdotal, but she went to school with the son of one of the early oh, Apple okay. employees. But um, he would come around her school just to volunteer to help teach kids computer stuff and whatnot. The dude's name was uh, Jeff Raskin. He was the 31st employee at Apple, known as the father of the Macintosh. Like, it was his vision. He's the guy that had the idea behind the Macintosh. But then he left because his relationship with Steve Jobs soured because Steve Jobs had a different idea and eventually ended up being Steve Jobs' vision the Macintosh turned into. Um, and so, like, Allie, my wife, she's, she always grew up uh, from a little kid with this idea that, like, Steve Jobs is kind of a bully, you know? Um, yeah, like a villain of the piece. A villain of the piece, yeah, exactly. I feel like our culture kind of changed to celebrate people like Steve Jobs more in the past, say, 20, 30 years, where it's like, it's weird that there's, like, this person who is seen as, like, He's like really admired in a way that maybe someone who did something like Some him. Some people are nuts and, for him. I mean, it's a true like celebrity yeah, like personality thing. But like, were, were people like that for like Rockefeller or for like, um, I don't know if that's it. Or like P.T. Barnum. Are people like, I'm a P.T. Barnum stan. Don't like, you know, don't disrespect him. They may have been as much as one could be in that era. Like really into Andrew Carnegie. Yeah, or like Mark Twain, or you know, or somebody like that. But Mark Twain, again, is yeah. a writer, not, oh, I guess P.T. Like Barnum's Eli a showman. Whitney. They're like, look, man, you don't talk bad about Eli Whitney around here. Like, do you know <laughs> what, thing, like though. how hard it is to make a cotton gin? Like yeah. that's a real, he really pushing things forward. I, I mean, I'm they'd just, be like, I, Eli Whitney's an artist. Eli Whitney took the art of inventing cotton gins and like really <laughs> i love talking about cotton gin no one knows what it does or what it is exactly i know exactly you what knew. it does uh, I, can, I knew it what man. it does is you take well, it 100 don't like i i looked it up on wikipedia once i'm like today's the day i find out what a cotton gin is looked it up and it was like i immediately lost interest as soon as i i because really what i was thinking was i can't wait to say that i know what it means i didn't really i wasn't really curious at all but i pretended that i was yeah but i couldn't bring myself to actually read it and absorb it to my brain it was too much for me it's really simple it's short for cotton engine it's a combination oh of i thought terms. it had something to do with gin no it's cotton engine that's the first thing you learn and it just separates it just takes a cotton ball and spreads it out and like like a i don't know what it does either okay i get it it spreads out a cotton ball that, yeah that's all you had to tell me man now um, i know so uh so you say good things are he brought personal computing to the world in a large sense, he pushed out the Macintosh, which is a graphical user interface. Yeah. He took it from Xerox Park or whatever, but you know, he pushed the product along. Yeah. And also 
uh, iPhones and iPods. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. to you through a Mac. And uh, there's absolutely a downside to the personalization of it. To how we focused on the individual, like it led to the social atomization that we have today. I think it's like we're living in his ethos in a sense. Like, or yeah, like but it's a dark side of it. It's an unintended consequence. He oh, yeah, thought, yeah. and like many people, like you know, technological utopians, you know, thought that we're going to live in this magical world where everybody's connected, and that's great. But at the yeah. same time as us being connected, okay, we're also okay. kept more separate. You know, you know what I don't like about Apple products, man, in particular. Particular. other products if they break you go on like search for what's wrong with the pro with it you know and you're like hey how do i make it do this and for most products that aren't apple they're like other people have had the same problem and are trying to do it apple a lot of times there's like a contingent of people who if you have a problem with an apple product and they're like experts on it they're like right. they're not paid but you know and they'll tell you like oh you're not you can't do that with that don't even try why are you doing that that's wrong that's the wrong way to do it. You shouldn't be trying to do that. Just use the Apple one. Don't try to make it connect to this other service. And yeah, like, because your phone yeah. isn't Apple, right? You're, you're somebody who's been using Androids for quite some time, right? Oh, yeah, but I use like, I don't know. I have like iPads and just like trying to navigate. Like my son has an iPad for school and I had to get files off of it. And that was like so frustrating to me yeah. that it made me want to break the thing over my knee because they, they, they make it a closed system and they just, they make it really hard to deal like certain things or like iTunes, for example, is a piece of software that's like really trash. Like it, yeah. it's been really bad I, for I a long time. I stopped using it a long time ago. It, because it, it already comes on there and yeah. it's like really bloated and you're like, why is it called iTunes? It's all for videos or like it doesn't yeah, yeah. really make <laughs> yeah. sense. And you're like, where actually are the sound files? Where do you put the, for the music? Does it actually exist? And it's like, is where it, why is it in three places? Is it stored three? Yeah. I, it just is, it doesn't really make sense to me, and I don't enjoy using it. It's always trying to update or re-index yeah. or put things in the library. Photos is the same way, and it's like I had to deal with it because of my son's iPad for school, and I was like. Like, it's really unpleasant. I don't know. Maybe you're more used to it than I am. It's funny. I've got sort of the opposite thing that you have. And I have an iPhone and I don't think, I don't, I can't see myself ever switching from my phones. I do have an iPad. I have an iWatch. I got an iWatch as a gift. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff is great, but I can't make the leap over to using an i a Mac. Yeah, Mac. Okay. So you again um, are like me. You have one foot in both in each world. The Macs are just, there's yeah. essentially too much that I have to learn to get there. And I don't want to bother going through it. It seems like a club. And kind of seems like a cult. I mean, definitely seems like a cult, especially. Yeah, but if you were all in the same one, it would be good. Like, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, thing. absolutely. I probably absolutely. would be better off if I switched to having an iPhone. But I just don't. At a certain point, I just don't really want to learn anything more. It's kind yeah. of like not wanting to know about cotton gin. It's like the idea of not knowing what I was doing for yeah. like a little while. I was like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to. It's like how you know how they say like we could come up with this new way to lay out typewriters or you know not typewriters yeah, but the keyboards, keyboard right? yeah, yeah the qwerty keyboard is not is made to be inefficient because it, it's made to make it so that the letters won't jam yeah yeah so the letters you use the most so they could reorganize it in a way that would be much better for everybody yeah but the problem is everybody would be bad at typing for a year yeah. or six months or three months that's but once they did it it would be better so this relates to whether or not technology would have progressed without steve jobs there so like that keyboard for example if there was like or the typewriter thing. If there was, yeah, yeah. it's it's inertial. You know, it's like the masses yeah, of people an not wanting to, to change. It because but if there's one guy to like really had the vision and really push that through. It could have been a lady as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, I get what you mean. Eventually, uh, uh, this is not Steve Jobs, of course. Uh, the guy's gone. Maybe his ghost is, maybe they put him in the cloud and he's doing this. Oh, yeah. But you know how they're taking him off the ox jack from the iPhones and whatnot. Yeah, they've done that yeah, already. Yeah, and it seems like an awful idea. But then you think like eventually... That's where it's, it's going to be that way in the future. I hated eventually. it, man. Like I almost thought about ditching iPhones. Yeah, yeah. But they, but it forced me to get on the Bluetooth train. But like Bluetooth is not perfect yet. But eventually, in ten yeah. years, they'll be like, yeah, it totally makes sense. But somebody has to actually push the thing and not be backwards. Or every every time Apple's come out, 
they change the plugs and the keyboards yeah, yeah, and they get all new yeah, plugs and cords and adapters. Every time they do that, another thing that they'll do is like uh, when they stop putting a, a, a CD-ROM in the computer. Right. Right. I'm pro- that probably had something to do with Steve Jobs. You know, he's like, no, don't put it in. And at the time, I'm like, what? Well, you need us. You need that. How are you going to get things? And then you realize, well, computers are all connected yeah. all the time. I'm anyway. sure he's not the only one. But I saw an interview with him when he was like, maybe from the '80s, probably from the '80s, maybe from the '90s, when he was like, look, like the Mac One, like uh, in five years, people aren't going to be able to use that very much, and in ten years, they might not even be able to use it at all. That's how technology works, you know? So they're just always moving forward. And maybe they're moving forward too fast in some ways, but yeah. I think that's well, just Well, I just say computers last longer than they used to. Like, yeah. you know, I have yeah. a eight-year-old computer. Yeah. Oh, right? wow. The one I'm talking to you on is five years old, and yeah. it's not, you know, it seems like it used to be computers didn't last as long as they do now. At the know, same people... time, they're like, I was kind of making an excuse for some of the choices they make, and I don't want anybody to think that they're not mainly out to make a buck. Like, that's the purpose of the company. Yeah, Apple, I mean, it's, it's a, to, it's a, and also they're not trying their... to pay taxes. And that's I mean, true, this too, is and like, that's the thing against them, too. And Steve Jobs was in on that as well. Apple like legally is not a profitable company yeah. right because they do everything to hide the profits part of it is because their their investors don't want uh, uh dividends yeah. you know like you don't want a dividend if you have a company like that you want growth but the other thing is like they just don't you know you don't want to pay any taxes yeah. so they're all registered in ireland so yeah, yeah. so that's insidious and pretty evil and speaking of insidious and evil yeah. and uh, their practices this is again we're, i mean we're not ranking apple but this is stuff that steve jobs was in on or cool with the companies that they subcontract out to in china have not treated uh, their employees, the people that build the iPhones, very well. Uh, and Apple like makes I've, a massive like amount of money. It's a giant markup. Yeah, yeah a giant markup, and they're still paying like people in China could, nothing. More I wonder lesson. if they could make an iPhone in America. Would that even be possible? Or would the human cost? Like I don't know how they're assembled. I hadn't in in my mind. It's like uh, robots all making, but of course it's human beings. Yeah, like yeah. making it and yeah. assembling it together. But it seems they like they could totally do it. I mean, it wouldn't look that much different than a Amazon warehouse in many ways. But yeah. they just wouldn't make as much money, and they they'd have to pay yeah. less taxes, I guess. Yeah, hide less money. Uh, so going back to just Steve Jobs in particular, like the question of whether or not he's responsible for all this stuff. I think he's not as responsible as he takes credit for, and as people give him credit for. But he's like a good-looking, charismatic guy who definitely like. And I'm not the first person to say this. That what he really had was the marketing. Skills. He'd get up on stage in the turtleneck and he would tell people, yeah. hey, this is what you're going to do. And it's and great. even person to person, like he was personable and articulate and he knew how to tell a story and say the right thing. I mean, one of his big heroes was Bob Dylan. And he's like Bob Dylan in a lot of ways. And that like Dylan was in many ways sort of an aggregator. Like he was a good songwriter. Yeah, like he was doing a writer. cover song or he was doing, he was saying, hey, pay attention to this. Yeah. And right? he was a charismatic guy who made himself sort of the face of this larger movement, um, this cultural thing. I think Stan Lee's another good comparison, who's somebody who uh, yeah, yeah. gets a lot of the credit and, and for it's like all, you, all this you, stuff. And you kind of play yourself. Your job is to sort of play the role of you. And, that's and how, that, that role that is was, important. Like, that's a yeah. key thing. But not everybody can do it. That's yeah. a th- I always think like that because I, I kind of was always thinking, when you're talking about Stan Lee, you're like, oh, Stan was this guy who... You think it's easy to minimize what he did. Oh, he said, hey, write the thing, make make something where an alien comes down and then he fights the Hulk for 20 pages, you know? Yeah. I'll be back from lunch in a little bit. Yeah. You, you think that's easy until you see what Jack was doing without him, where yeah. there's not a lot of structure. You like think maybe you could have had somebody telling him, hey, write 20 pages where he fights it and at the end, eh, eh, he turns out this or that, you know? Or, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I just like, and someone whose job is to like, just say the basic thing to do. I'm sure that, you know, Steve Jobs wasn't uh, 
wasn't working on the thing. He was like putting his head in the door, say, is it done yet? Does it do this? Right. And they say, no, it doesn't do that. Well, when it think, does, yeah. you know. Yeah, and when people said, no, it doesn't do that, he would say like, you're stupid. Make it do that. Uh, I hate yeah, you. You know, whatever. They keep saying terrible things to them. But um, one thing that people will say about Stan Lee is that like his biggest issue isn't that like he wasn't. Well, his biggest issue was giant size X-Men. Or maybe the one, <laughs> no. it was maybe uh, like the, one of those Draculas. Yeah. Or, or Conan I don't think he wrote Dracula or Conan. Those were his biggest issues though. So his problem was that uh, not that he didn't have a very important role and wasn't maybe the key person doing this, but he took more credit than he should have. Yeah, yeah. And like some people say that he gave himself the credit a lot, but a lot of people are like, no, he just somebody else gave him the credit. He just didn't say no, it wasn't me. And yeah, also and he could have like paid people more. It's like your job to go around. And, and also I'm, it was probably good for the company to have this front man. Like yeah. a band needs yeah. a front man. A company needs a someone in charge that says like, hey, it's me. Yeah. You know, I'm the hero. Yeah. This, this story is my story. I'm Henry Ford. Right, right. I'm Thomas Edison. Yeah. Uh, that because people were addicted to narrative, we want narratives. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, we, we want we, the um, the great man narrative yeah, story. Yeah. And, and, and that's how I think it. So it's easy. So I so to me, when I rank this guy, which is coming up real soon, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I would say, go easy on his sins, but also lay off the praise a little bit. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I think a lot of things he did would have been inevitable in the long run anyway. So let's, I, I, that's how I look. Let's at talk it. about his sins since you mentioned it. So oh, okay. he was known for being well, the original sin of, of being born. Yeah, yeah, we all have sin, and we, we live in a filthy, sinful world. But we all have that. So it, so don't count that. Uh, he was could be ruthless and deceitful and cruel. Very uh-huh. early on in their career, him and Waz got jobs at Atari. Huh? I didn't know this, but they they essentially built the game Breakout. Like it was somebody else's idea in Atari. Like we oh, conceived yeah. of the idea Breakout. of the game, and he's like, Breakout. make this game and make it in like a week. And they stayed up for four nights and made Breakout. And then I like the sound of Breakout that, that when it hits the bar. I love Breakout, man. Breakout's a great game. That's a they got paid school. a $7,000 bonus for that, I guess. But like the check was handed to Jobs and Jobs told Waz that they got a $700 bonus for it and gave him three fifty dollars and kept the rest That's for himself. That's that bullshit. Yeah. He also, uh, Jobs was a bit of a deadbeat dad for a while. He's got a daughter who he tried to deny, even though he named a computer after her. Like he said that he was sterile and it couldn't be his he tried to deny that it was his daughter they had to have a paternity test proved it was his and then he agreed to start paying him 500 dollars a month he was by that time a millionaire he could like yeah, yeah so you know eventually he sorted things out with that daughter and things are good so i don't know if that's like i'm gonna not put all of that necessarily on the bad side yeah, that's, i don't know if it's that's people really have our flaws like uh, yeah i don't know also he's known for um, like when you watch maury do you ever see paternity test tuesdays on no, maury no i've seen I've, I've only seen the clips I, I used to be a school teacher and it was on a local tv so if i was homesick from work i would watch it and I didn't always root for them to be yeah, the yeah. father. Sometimes I would think, you know what? I kind of hope this guy is not the father. This seems like, you know. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if that points to like a, a, a sickness in my own Probably, mind. Yeah. I'm not sure. It, he was known for uh, parking in handicapped parking spots. Dude, that's pretty yeah. awful. I feel like that's the worst one yet. People like, a lot he, of people he would, would do be that doing that Apple, in San Francisco. Um, at the offices. And a lot of people would like take photos of it. I think he would do it all around town because his car became. Wait, know. couldn't he just, if at Apple, couldn't he just get his own parking spot since he was the boss? It, it kind of demonstrates that he thinks he's above the law. He had a BMW that he, he did some loophole where, um, or Mercedes, where he, if you lease the car for the first six months, you don't have to have a license plate on it. So he would um, just release the same car every six months. So he didn't have to put a license plate on it so that he could do things like that. But like it, it became known around Silicon Valley that that was his car. If you see the Mercedes with no license plate, it's him. So everybody knew it. Like it's kind of like he would say it was because he was trying to hide from people, not be recognized by people. But it. But he was big timing. He was, was yeah. stunting at big timing. Honestly, that's about as bad of a move as I can think about doing because you're basically advertising of what a bad person yeah, you are. Totally. He also did a thing where he, he would say that philanthropy was no good. And there is an argument against philanthropy by billionaires, but he cut all the philanthropy philanthropic programs at apple what we need instead of philanthropy are higher taxes yeah yeah right yeah. but like 
if you're if you're avoiding taxes and also you're yeah, against that doesn't make you a good guy. Like, like that, that's a good no. combo, isn't it? But he projects. He, yeah, he's talking about the Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like he projects about, this image yeah. of like him being like he wants to be like a monk or something like that. Not all monks are good. It's a lot of California Buddhists. True, I don't want yeah. to talk bad, but uh, you grow up in a Christian or Jewish household or white white people, and it's like at a certain point they're in California, they they become Buddhists. Yeah, and they take. The things that are useful to yeah, them yeah. or, you know, it's it's kind of like I grew up with a lot of people like had parents that were in this kind yeah. of stuff. Basically, they just say a bunch of bullshit and yeah. do whatever they want. Speaking of growing up with parents and who are into this kind of stuff, watching this old footage of him, especially when he's younger, made me realize uh, how many people that I knew growing up, um, their parents tried to model them after Steve Jobs. Um, I can think of so yeah, many yeah. of them, you know, white males mainly who like had a real Steve Jobs or trying to be like Steve Jobs vibe. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a particular and kind of And that sort of, of speaks thing. to the cult of his personality. That speaks to the reason that people like freaked out when he died. There was a like a worldwide wake when he passed away people like changing their facebook profile yeah. pictures to apples and all this stuff it's a strange i thing. threw my iphone away at a funeral for it you buried it when it happened you lowered I it you got little the yard yeah and then i went inside and i called it from the house phone and i was like that's the ghost oh. of a great man that just died and then the funeral train went by and i held up my phone you know i put a light on the one that I buried. I don't know. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't have an iPhone. What am I talking about? Okay, so we got to so rank it. We've gone quite it. long on this segment. Yeah. That's good. It's a big yeah, subject. Yeah, we went long. Sorry. It's a big topic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so are there any other human there beings are, on There's here? lots Biz- of human beings people. on the list. We have Ice Cube. So Ice Cube is number 62. I put Ice Cube above. You know, I think I would too. I am like, I was actually, for some reason, feeling guilty about putting Ice Cube so low. Like, I've, he said, recently said some political stuff that I thought was questionable, but like, man, I do you like You always Ice agree Cube. with people's politics. I mean, honestly, like, Think about some of the greatest people, and, and I think like that's why we can get tied up yeah. on this list. Is like somebody will say something and it it'll, and it would disagree with it, and then we don't realize like they created some great masterpieces. But I'm not talking about Phil Spector putting a gun in the Barbarian Queen's mouth. I'm talking about just like they said a rude thing and it was you yeah, know yeah. It, you saw it on Twitter or something. And yeah, um, I mean it's or the yeah. other way around. Somebody does something good and you're like this person's a legendary hero. Yeah. So, but Ice Cube's at number 62, and I think he should I'm be not as excited by Steve Jobs as I am by Ice Cube. He's, Steve Jobs has, has had way of a bigger impact on the world in positive and negative ways, I think. Uh, maybe more positive than negative, but his downsides are um, are greater, and Ice Cube's cool. Think about the look that Ice Cube had, yeah. which was a particular look, and it, just that fit, yeah, that drip. Yeah. Do you want to spend your life dressing like oh, Ice man. Cube? I d- uh, or or dressing Steve Jobs, like Steve Jobs. We wear like a weird vest and a turtleneck, comfortable clothes. I yeah. appreciate that, but Ice Cube does that as well. So let's look at the next person down, who I believe is Barry Bonds at number 81. Barry Bonds also from the peninsula. Also right? from uh, the Bay Area, yeah. Yeah, and also kind of conflicted. Some of the highs and yeah. lows, right? But not like, uh, like Steve Jobs never was uh, convicted of murder right, or right, something right. like that, right? Yeah, but did think they were above the law. Uh, Steve Jobs, I think, is, is more... Because he became so powerful, I think that his flouting of certain ethical concerns is more of a mark against him than it is in the case of Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Then again, he like I think that like his contribution to like the shape of the world... But is it on balance, positive or uh, negative? I think it's just barely positive, especially because I think his intentions were... As far as his intentions of what he was going to... Help create the world he's gonna help create i think it was uh mostly good. he wanted to create a world that was a world where he was not paying taxes right, or yeah child and support. where he wasn't doing philanthropy and he achieved that it was a big success but also a world where we all are connected at all times we all have in our pockets a connection to a giant collective brain yeah. that we can all share which is like for better or for worse that's kind of where we're at i don't okay then i then i think i want to say the line between something that I think is on basis good and on basis bad is number eighty four. Do you know the way way to San Jose? Right. And which because I think the the movie Watchmen is not really good. Right. right? 
Whereas, do you know the way to San Jose is good? Mm, I don't and that's, personally that's agree with that very much, but for me, that's where I'm okay. Saying. Okay, that's where I see the um, line. We're, we're we're in an area of the list where nothing is cut and dry. Everything is shades of gray. Yeah, it's a gradient zone. You know, I'm gonna move down a little bit more to mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I think is a good movie. It's got its uh, issues. yeah, but there's some things about yeah. it that are kind of disqualifying. But otherwise, I mean, there's certain things about it that are really good, and below it are Bill and Ted's Face Music, which is like is it sort of riding on the fumes of the previous thing, and not like it's good. It's I really enjoyed it, but there's nothing like outstanding standalone. Okay, okay, I so see where you're going. I what see if where you're going. wedge him in there between uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure at number eighty nine, yeah, and then that, that they're facing me. the music at number at ninety. Number 90. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, Steve Jobs, the person, goes onto the list at number ninety, uh, moving Bill and Ted's Face uh-huh. of Music, the movie, to number ninety one. So let's take a quick break, and right. we're going to come back and uh, rank your item. Every damn thing is brought to you by Wheel Skins. Wheel Skins are a meat product steering wheel covering. Seasoned by the lottery scratch-off debris and axle grease of your own hard-working hands. So the next time you're looking out across that interstate on the prairie at dawn, living on Tulsa time, look down at your American hands, at the processed meat product under your grip, and rest assured you've got the nutrition you need to get more done by 9 a.m. than most folks get done by like 11.15 or so. Wheel skins. Find them at everydamthing.net and on Instagram and Twitter. And if you love wheel skins, let us know by mashing that old subscribe button and providing your feedback in the form of a rating. Wheel skins. Meat for your steering wheel. We're back. So, what did you bring? Wool. Wool, wool is a material oh. you Who get it by this? you this, raise a sheep. This was submitted by somebody, right? Oh, okay. Thad L. A uh, friend of the show. So you, wool is made by, you take a sheet or other ungulates you can make too, like a, uh, or maybe like yeah. a llama or, a, but we're talking about sheep yeah, yeah. wool. Um, you feed it a lot of, a lot of uh, whatever, food, grass and whatnot that they want to eat. Um, they say ba, and then like a couple of times a year you shear them, you take that uh, wool that you shear and you uh, weave it and you turn it into a sweater, uh, whatever, a, scarf, a sweater. Yeah. And now I understand, I know some people, you don't eat meat, right? I know some people are extremely yeah. vegan and they yeah, won't I know, wear I know, wool either. I know plenty of vegans that um, won't wear wool. And then you say like, why not? It's that All that hair on the sheep bothers the sheep. And then they show you a picture of a sheep after it's been shorn. It's like bloody yeah. and like, it doesn't look cool. But but also I've seen sheep be shorn where it's not, it's not so, maybe they're yeah. like, you know, in, in some places it's different yeah. than others. I don't know. Like I'm not going to make an art. I guess we'll have to take that into right. account, but. I'm somebody who wears wool as a material. It's unparalleled, right. right? Wool doesn't stink as much as synthetics do. They never say this. They never bring this up. Like, they're always talking about some synthetic. They'll say wicking action. It doesn't wick as well as wool does. I, I rode a bicycle across the whole country. Oh, I did? don't talk about this very often. Wait, yeah. Wait yeah. I rode a bicycle across the whole country. I had a wool shirt on the whole time. And, and, and it was like in the middle of summer. I wasn't too hot. Like, so a wool shirt. Uh, I can't wool imagine is better than every shirt. other material. Is that like a sweater? Yeah, it's like a, basically okay. a sweater that you wear, like for cycling. Okay. It, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't stink yeah. it, after a long, but it doesn't, like wool doesn't smell like other materials do. Also, when it, when you, if you sweat or get wet, it doesn't chafe you because it like, it doesn't act like other synthetics do. If you wear a cotton shirt and it gets wet, it'll, you'll be all. Is it wool notorious for being itchy? Not really, man. Okay. It's like, it's all myth. Yeah. Wool is fine. My wife and son are saying this. I can't have wool blankets around the house. They say, oh, it makes me have allergies. It's dusty. It's wool. I don't like it. Wool is soft. It's cozy. Nothing's warmer than wool. A cashmere sweater. That's real stuff. Although one time I had a cashmere sweater on our friend, John. 
came up to me. Friend he of the rubbed show. the cashmere sweater. Yeah, friend of the show, John. He took the sweater in his hand and he rubbed oh. it like this. Like he pinched it and rubbed it together and, and he, like assessing the quality of it. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and so I think I might have had low quality oh, cashmere. Man. And he, he was able to judge. It the, didn't come from cashmere. Like, it came from yeah. like the next region over. Oh, yeah. He's like, I, I was calling it a cashmere sweater. It was like I was calling it champagne, yeah. but it was really just sparkling wine from some other region. I'm just saying, like, I think wool is like a miracle material. It's so much better than the alternatives. Yeah. And also, like, not much more expensive the alternatives. Now, again, maybe there's suffering going on with this with these sheep. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But like, I've seen pictures of sheep being shorn. Maybe like maybe it's like at, at, at there's factory farms where they're but they have to be alive. Like they're not killing these sheep. Yeah, I mean, it, although people do eat mutton. I like, mean, they some might say that talk- torturing is worse than killing, but okay. And um, I, also, I think it's a good look. Now, again, I don't want to get into my own private uh, proclivities. Yeah, you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah. But like I like I think the little Bo Peep look is a good look right. for women and for men too. You know what I'm saying? I'm just so what's saying a little like Bo Peep look? Like you, you have a crook, you have a, a bonnet. Would you call yourself a wool collector? <laughs> yeah, I would call myself a wool collector. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have wool things. You know what I don't like is uh, uh what do they call those creatures? Inchworms. They're trying to eat the wool. I don't know these guys. Okay, they're little bugs. Okay. Moth. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Moth. <laughs> yeah, I do and know those moth guys. All, the moth isn't even eating it. Like, it, when it was a baby, it grew up eating your clothing. Oh, I see. And now it's laughing at you, flying around like a, a ghost butterfly. Like, instead of being a... Think about the hungry little caterpillar is eating a leaf. That's why he's so healthy and green. Oh. Like, a moth is like... was chewing on a sweater as a baby. That's yeah. all the life it's known is each sweat, chewing on sweater. And then now it comes forth into the world as this awful creature. Yeah. Man, kind of like moth though, in a way. There goes butterflies. Like if you grew up eating sweaters, you'd be the same. You'd be the same. Like you you'd have sort of a wintry look. You know, moths are yeah. bad. When we rank moths, it's gonna be. Kind of like them, man. People are more upset by moths than they should be. They're kind of beautiful in their own way. They're just a different. Think of them as just a a, a goth butterfly. Mm, I can't. Okay, but luckily we're not talking about them right now. Yeah. Um, we're talking about what they eat yeah. though. So one of the bad things about them for you might be that their um, their diet consists of wool. Yeah. So I got there's mothballs you put on them to keep those. I off. have a um like an Irish knit sweater that would be made of wool, right? Probably. Probably yeah. it's it's made of wool. You can look. My on, mom gave me You know, one of by those. law you can look at in the on the tag and it will have to tell uh, you by law. I think a lot of times they'll tell you. It's a wool blend, you know. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. It, anything that they say that the material does isn't as good as what wool does. Yeah, they'll be like it keeps you warm, thermo knit, uh, whatever. No, it's never as good as wool. It never wool is. Wool definitely keeps they'll you say warm. Smart the sweater wool. that I got that I've, I've worn a lot. People who have been listening for more than a few episodes will know that uh, they know about this. No, my heater was out for a while, oh. and I was used, wearing the sweater quite a bit just around the house. And man, it, it really worked. I also yeah. have a lot of wool socks, smart wool. So it's I like, got a wool scarf. I got a wool hat. Yeah. I got wool long underwear. I got wool. Well, I don't socks. have as much wool stuff a, as you have. I have just the socks and the sweater, but. I got wool gloves. Yeah. And guess what? They're all great. All fantastic. They all do the job. Hey, you ever see those videos of the sheep that don't want to get their hair cut and they hide out for a year or two yeah, and they, smart. Oh, the hair gets overgrown? Because they're going to get bloodied up by the mysterious. I get served those ads. You know how like yeah. the, the ad people, they know you. Yeah. They know what you what they know mm-hmm. how to get you. I'll see ads for things like medicine or, or traveling or something like that. But the picture will be of a sheep that hasn't had its hair cut. Right. Because like, they know. <laughs> they think you like, this guy wants sheep. to get this sheep's hair off of him. I'm not crazy. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to do sheep cosplay and just get <laughs> where's wool, everything. Yeah. I just respect wool. And I, and I think it's a good material. Right. Yeah, yeah. I also am not allowed at my house. I shouldn't say I'm loud. It's like I'm living in a police state. But my wife and son have some allergies. So like I don't have. Like wool blankets. I can't be. Wool blankets seems like too much to me, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Basically, I want wool everything. 
I bet I would like to if there With were the just a of sheep at my house and I could hug the sheep. Yeah. When you go to sleep, you just just pile the sheep on top of me, and then you wouldn't have to cut their hair. Yeah, that'd be great. It's so, all good. Okay, I'm ready to rank wool. Rank, if you are, do you have wool. positive or negatives about uh, it? No, I, I mean I don't. I'm not an expert on wool, so I'm not My either. opinion will be tempered. I, uh, I think a little bit by the fact that um, I have heard that maybe it's some of the animals don't like it, but that it hasn't been enough to keep me from wearing it. Speaking yeah. of which, so I, I just thought of somewhere to start looking. Unless you have somewhere to start looking, but so we've got eggs, chicken eggs at number fifty-seven. That's ah. Uh. I would say that that's really similar. Yeah, something that's... But I would say you, you got to think that the sheep are being treated better than the egg hens. I would think so too, depending, right. of course, on... What number is this? That's number 57. Oh, yeah, 57. So that depends on, uh, obviously, in both cases, on like the place that they're living at. I mean, in many chickens, if it's a cage-free, open-range... I imagine for these sheeps in New Zealand... You look at them; they're out there grazing yeah. and whatnot. They, I don't know. Maybe, I don't but know you're if that's where all wool like, comes from. On their weekend, you know, and when they're not working, not in the place getting shorn, which isn't nice. Yeah, there's, they're in the pasture. So the only other things like there's clothing on the list, but wool's more of a material than a. Um, than yeah, a piece but of I mean, clothing. we could okay. So, so, let's where, so about, where do you think we're? What about chickens? Like up or down from chickens? Fifty-seven, or for sorry, not chickens, but I'm egg. just saying, you ever have wool socks on and you step in the water? Yeah, that's a bummer. If you have cotton socks, it ruins your day. If you have wool socks, your feet it's are still a little bit better. Warm. Yeah. Okay, I would say. I, I think it should go uh, underneath cubed ice. Cubed but ice. above Gaudi, the architect. Oh, so but, you want it. I uh, guess you are a big wool fan. So is that's, that too high? Is that So Anthony Gaudi is number 33, so it's in the top I don't know, maybe list. Jessica Rabbit. I don't know. Where, 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 well, I mean, I was I, starting with eggs, which was at number 57. There's less cruelty, but you can't eat them. You can't make a cake with wool. It would be awful. <laughs> it would. But you can't wear eggs. I mean, just think about like imagine like trying to use a bowl of eggs as socks. I bet you could take the eggs and fry them up in such a way so that it creates like a loincloth. Right. Or you might be able to construct something out of eggshells that could be like yeah, a suit yeah, of armor. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Yeah. But we, we agree that it's higher than eggs, which I'm happy with, uh, mainly because I think that the animals are harmed less. Yeah, yeah. And then you were looking at cube dice and Anthony Gowdy. Cube dice is number 32. Uh, Gowdy's number You think it should go a little lower than cube dice and Anthony Gowdy. I like cube dice more. Cube dice I couldn't live without. Right. Anthony Gowdy is an architect. Uh, he Although built... land is number 36 and I live on land. So Popeye's number 35 and I feel like I like Popeye more than I like wool. And so it's... Okay, what about Popeye's chicken, which you don't even eat? Popeye's me, chicken's so... number 39. So here's one. I know that you really like Charmander. Um, I mean, Charmander has a high ranking uh, oh, as yeah. high as he does because... But you, he's purely a fictional cartoon right. lizard with a tail on fire. Let's so move down a tiny like, bit. 40 A-shirts. That's a piece of clothing that I wear all the time. Oh, yeah. Made out of cotton. Would you give up wool? I would put wool abo right above that, maybe. Because the thing is, I kind of think A-shirts would be better if they were made out of wool. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Again, like this okay. is... Okay. You'd be really comfortable if you were wearing an all-wool onesie. You'd be cozy. Uh, You'd be like a little lamp. Flap in the back. Um, yeah. So we're going to put wool, the material, in at number 40, moving A-shirts, uh, the clothing, to number 41. And do you want to take a break and we'll come back and we'll rank my last Yeah, we'll really take quickly. a break. Every damn thing is brought to you by crew bombs, croutons that have been injected with your favorite salad dressings. Great on salads or even as a quick standalone snack, crew bombs have got you covered. Or should I say dressed? Standalone snack? You're not just eating them plain, are you? Me? Well, no, I mean, well, I have, but... Just an excuse to drink a bunch of ranch, huh? What's the difference if I eat them with lettuce or not? It's all going to the same place. To your damn arteries. Have some self-respect, goddammit. Goddamn you. Things i done for you. Sacrifices i made. For what? Okay, look, I just need to get through reading the ad. By all means, proceed. You know you goddamn will no matter what I say. 
Find Crew Bombs at everydamthing.net on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And make sure to subscribe and rate us. Crew Bombs. Swallow them whole along with your goddamn dignity. Standalone snack. We're back, and we're going to yeah. uh, rank the item that I'm bringing today. This item was submitted by Nick G. Oh, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Super Submitter. How do you get the title Super Submitter? How many do you have to submit? I think you have More to submit. Two? No, these guys, these Super Submitters have submitted like 20 I know, but, each. Uh, but I think how 20, many do you I think have 20 to, is you, the number. You, you've been calling people Super Submitter, and I feel like, what's the criteria? The criteria is like. I feel like anybody who submits, you the listener, if you're listening to this right now, if you submit one and we do it, you'll be a Super Submitter. Don't worry. Like everybody who, who submits one is a super submitter to me. Okay. Maybe not to I Jake. Mean, Phil's got different standards than me, but you're all important to me. <laughs> I just like to creak in my chair as long as I do that. Okay. okay so here's what it is. What, what did Nick submit? Uh, he submitted Rod Lavers. It's a type of shoe. Rod Lavers. Yeah. These are a shoe that Adidas has been making for many years. Yeah. They're named after an Australian tennis star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, he was ranked number one and, from and 64 Austra- to 70. The Australian Open, which was just won by Naomi Osaka, okay. right? She just won the Australian Open. The arena, it's in Rod Laver Arena. Oh, right? wow. I mean, that's yeah. where they play. He's a big deal, yeah. I guess. He's a big deal because he, he was an incredible big star and went into business with Adidas to make these shoes. Now, they made a shoe. It's a, a pretty standard shoe. One of the I really like the Rod Laver. I love wearing it, but they stopped making it a while ago. I, and I stocked up. I thought, oh. They're not going to make the Rod Labor anymore. Yeah, I saw um, a Save the Rod Labor uh, Facebook group. So I better buy some of these Rod Labors since they're my favorite shoe. I better buy uh, two extra pairs of Rod Labors. And looking back on it, what was I thinking that the shoe's not going to be around ever again? And so I bought two pairs of the shoes. Right, but it's around again, isn't you it? Know, yeah, it'll come it's back. It's not on sale like, on the Adidas website. Yeah, they, they fooled me. They yeah. had me believing that it was never going to come yeah, back. Yeah, you, you thought know, it was but of course, McRib situation yeah i thought it yeah it, they, it's for scarcity they're like oh it looks like we don't have them this year then they come back it's the you know it's the classic you know but they, there's different there's different colors of it but it has a bit of a mesh in the in the front right. which is quite comfortable it, it's supposed to air you out a little bit when playing tennis it's built for playing tennis right the, uh, the benefit not good for, for wearing, adidas wearing the rain so much because of the mesh top not, not so much no uh, one thing that adidas benefits from with it is the white color of it right unlike some other the mesh gets dirty faster than say like a what's the other Suede? one that they have a shell toe for oh, oh yeah then you like I mean? rubber yeah exactly so that's something that or leather like a lot of them you know like a superstar yeah, yeah. or something other other versions of adidas or will just be straight up leather and they you can keep them clean. Now, there's easier. suede so on the shoe, though, right? Like so, some of it is suede. There, yeah, there's suede, but on top of the suede, there's like, like the bridge of the foot. Is... Yeah, yeah. And that stuff will show the dirt really yeah. well. And I think that's a benefit. You know, it's kind of like how, you know, we talked about this before, but you know how um, a razor blade has that little guard mm-hmm. on it that's white and it gets all messed yeah. up looking. And you realize the whole point of that thing is to get yeah. messed up looking. So that it lets it tells you, oh, look how nasty that oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, razor. totally. Yeah, yeah. It's not that the the blade is wearing out. They just want to have something that will yeah. wear out. And so that's actually a benefit to Adidas. Like I realize, like I'm, they're selling me this thing that's white, and it gets dirty fast. Yeah. And it's so so that like every year, if you're gonna, if imagine even from back in the if when everybody was just wearing these yeah. to play tennis, it's kind of you enter into this a uh, horrible relationship yeah. with Adidas where you have to pay them this money. Because your shoes look dirty and you're buying white shoes yeah. every year. And it's like, it's you're going to get rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to... I do a lot of walking around holding a pretzel in my hand with mustard on it and not looking where I'm going. And, the, yeah. you know, the mustard spills on me or like a, I spill an orange crush on it or something like that. I wear white shoes because I drink coffee. Yeah. I try yeah, to help exactly. you though. When I see so, you that you have a brand new pair of Rod Lavers, I try to, you know, get up on there with my... And scuff them a bit with my shoe. Kick the side of your shoe Oh, yeah. Just bit, to knock that out. Just to, wearing Rod Lavers all the time, I had to break myself of the idea... 
that you want to look new. Yeah. You want, you know what I mean? You want a brand new looking shoe. And the other thing is like shoes don't last forever. Shoe collectors know this. There are people who buy a lot of shoes and keep them in. I'm not really one of those guys, but they don't last yeah. a long time. If you keep a shoe in your garage and there's a little bit of humidity or something like that, like it'll, it, it's not going to yeah. hold its value. So if you have valuable shoes or shoes that collectors want, sell them to those collectors. Let them do whatever they want yeah. with their shoe. I, I just should have bought more when, when I had a chance, but they would be all rotting right now in my garage. One of the first things that comes up when you Google search rod lavers is how do you clean rod lavers? Oh, yeah. How do you clean them? I don't clean them. I just get ashamed of myself and I tell I buy another yeah. pair. Or I buy pairs like, you know, I'm saying, oh, I want one that looks like orange crush. Yeah. Um, the one that looks like French's yellow mustard. Man, some of these color. shoe like if they, colors. If, like I go with Nick, our friend who submitted this. I've been to a couple of shoe shops with him and they oh, have it's like UFO stuff going colors, yeah. Transformers colors. Yeah. There's like three colors that I'll wear shoes in and it's like dark blue, gray, and black. And I can't imagine oh, wearing any get, other kind of shoe. Oh. It would just it'd be distracting. It'd be, it'd be what, hard to what, walk down the street a like with a bright orange shoe. Highlight? Yeah, it is hard to coordinate the colors for a lot of these. Like traditional rod labor, when most people think of rod labor, they're thinking of a white green, shoe. With, with like, like green with trim, green, essentially. Yeah. Green sole and then a green on the Little leather and tongue, back. Yeah. The one I like is that, but it's uh, blue. It's like a navy, yeah. and I like yeah. that a lot. Like I, that's my that's my favorite. But I like the green one too. I like any rod labor. I also get the all grays. I get. The I have all to admit, they look good. Maybe it's because I've known you for so long, and oh. I associate them with you. But um, that's a good looking shoe. I wouldn't wear them. You don't like the suede. You don't uh, well, wear the suede. I, I for the longest time tried to avoid wearing suede, but then I realized that I had to. I was gonna if I want to wear comfortable shoes, I didn't want to buy a new pair every six months i'd have to yeah, yeah. get some with a, just a little bit of suede because i walk around with my toe up somehow and i, I always bust through the top of the gotta do some foot binding oh yeah like i always I say about that. <laughs> anyways do you want to rank it i mean we, we've yeah. described it pretty well yeah I'm, yeah i'm, I'm ready to rank them i'm sorry it's something that that you maybe don't have a strong opinion about as i I'm do the one who picked i really like it, the shoe so. my feet hurt sometimes when i wear them now though i don't know i think i wore them too much and i, I broke my foot i don't know what a happened. lot of tennis shoes don't They're have the wide. best support that's another good thing i got a wide foot yeah. like you know donald a duck's foot that's, that's kind of or like an elephant's foot my foot is shaped basically like an elephant i went to a house once that had an elephant's foot stool and it was kind of horrifying i was a little kid that's pretty horrifying i gotta say especially because i just said it was like my foot so i imagine my foot is a stool it's yeah. really bad you know it's like people have an ashtray made out of a gorilla's hands or something like yeah, that yeah yeah it was something yeah, like that this it was is pretty things, like 50 75 years ago you might go to a rich guy's yeah. house and he'd be like yeah you want to drink out of the skull it's a, a endangered animal yeah craven the hunter yep. coming to new york he said i'm gonna hunt humans yeah Am I, did i pronounce humans right you did yeah okay. you pronounced craven uh, craven the junter yeah yeah so let's talk let's about talk this. about this so we have we've got lots of clothing i don't think we have shoes on here at all right all right no I we like do have shoes we A-shirts. have um that's number 41 okay. and i like them more than a shirt so you you like them more than toe shoes because we do have toe shoes on here yeah but the toe shoes toe are, shoes are, are number 84 down. and then we a shirt yeah, they're much better than toe shoes. are number 41 and you like them more than a shirt i feel like toe shoes are unfairly maligned i kind of respect them in a way but they're they're ugly but like they're they're kind of interesting I, they are what they are and i don't know yeah. they're but like uh, the, the rod labor is like a platonic ideal of a shoe to me. So yeah. uh, I, I kind of think about it as somewhere like intro to back that ass up. Shakira oh, wow. so is kind high. of like a platonic so like, idea of a beautiful singer. True. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, intro to back that ass up is number 22. Shakira is number 17. So we're like in the top quarter of the list here. And it's yeah. hard for me. It's like hard for you because you don't like wear them aesthetically the shoe. And I like them as like, now that you wear suede. You. Maybe you should get a pair. Mm, they're white. They're, I, I'll mess them up too much. Maybe you should do like Alex R. Thomas and get a pair. That is a very Ukiah specific joke, and it's even like dated. Like, <laughs> so well, Alex R. Thomas and Company was the pair packing plan. Listeners from Mendocino yeah. out there, um, be yes. like Alex R. Thomas and get a pair. And to everybody else, I'll try to find uh, something to put a link in the show notes that will give you an idea of what we're talking about. Um, 
I'm sorry, Jake. It's, no, it's fine. Right. No, I like I like it. So yeah, as I said, um, for me, it's mostly aesthetic. I do like them aesthetically, but it's going to be hard for me to put them as... The, there might be a little bit of struggle here. Look, I want to you know, be your friend. Hey, I don't want to force you, man. But just remember that we put the dog breed of boxers, Oh. right? Mm. Now, you're the one who has, has had experience with boxer dogs, and yeah. I trusted you that they were great animals. In my life, I've only had a German Shepherd and a Basset yeah. Hound. You know, so I don't really... I had to take your word for it on that, that they're lovable creatures good with children my feeling with rod labors is it's the worst emotion i have towards them is a vague fondness but there's a number of things that i have like a stronger fondness for so yeah, we gotta find out think, where oh, our fondness is kind of balanced uh, you haven't pulled the boxer card on me yet so yeah maybe this is your time to pull the boxer card because it's true <laughs> i'm pulling that boxer Bo- I'm sorry, card boxer the dog breed is at number 14 and i think it's a similar situation so if it was just me making this list and not, you weren't even in the consideration yeah. this would go above sex Ooh, and wow, onions really? Yeah, and it, probably above the Watchmen comic book too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so Which like that's like, where I'm hitting a wall. I think I'm hitting a wall. Yeah, at, yeah. Maybe it's sex is where I'm really hitting the wall there. Depends on the wall, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well let's say let's. Um, I pushed it as far as I could, man, and let's just say uh, it's gonna enter the new number thirteen above Star Wars, but below sex. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. Rod Laver's the uh, shoe. We did it. In at number thirteen. And it wasn't too contentious. No, it either. wasn't. You did have to pull your We're boxer card, so um, you won't have that next time. But so we've now got 110 items on the list. I think we made the list a little more top heavy too like we were talking you about you want to uh, wrap it up yeah let's do like when you're working at the pair packing plant and, and wrap, wrap it up. up at the alex r thomas pair packing sheds in ukiah california Where up to about up. 2010 maybe one time i went to uh, hawaii and i started talking to this woman who's a grandmother okay and i mentioned where i grew up she said oh yeah i'm from ukiah too i went to the high school you went to the same high school as me but she's older right? right she said she worked at the pair packing plant the day that elvis presley died oh man and that there were certain women on the plant that did not come back to work I they bet, were like, yeah. I'm taking the rest of the day off. Elvis Presley died. That's it. So that would have been in what? When did he die? 1977? Yeah, sometime around then. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I was too young. So Not too young to work at the some... pair packing plant. It's probably five. Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We, Jake and I, that means, uh, we both hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamnthing.net if you want to look at the updated list and uh, our show notes. Check out the show notes. We put a lot of work into them. Uh, we make some jokes. It's fun times. And this is where you can also find us fact-checking ourselves if we say something wrong or stupid. We might you can correct see the ourselves. show notes just by pressing on the button with where yeah, you're listening yeah, to this and right and now. In my little app, I just slide to the right and you can look at it. Um, so we get further info on the things we talk about, links. Uh, you can find those at the show notes. Um, if you have something that you'd like to add, or like us to add, rather, to the list of everything, email it to us at list at everydamthing.net. That's right. We like to hear your suggestions for things to rank or comments or encouragement or corrections or threats. And the th- email address is list at everydamthing.net. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at everydamtweets. We're also on Instagram at everydamthingpod. And you can use either of those to submit topics as well. You can subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Our theme music is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, like, and subscribe. Uh, smash that like button and recommend it to our friends. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next week when we're going to do a lightning round episode. little preview. Oh, I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. How many are we going to try to get through in the lightning round episode? The next episode is 33. Three times three is nine. So I want to rank nine things in 33 minutes. And we'll see if Jason wants to join us. We can do it. We'll see everybody then. Uh, and until then, keep everything in. <laughs>